inner confidence. I think that's the greatest armor and weapon one can have in the world that we have no power over really of what happens. But if we have, you know, sort of good self-worth, I think that's, that's a good tool to have. Welcome to The Art of Fatherhood, a podcast that takes you on the journey of fatherhood. Now here's your host, Art Eddy. This week's The Art of Fatherhood podcast is being brought to you by Medela and March of Dimes. Recently, I teamed up with Medela and March of Dimes to host a panel talking about how dads create family-friendly workspaces while supporting parenting and work-life integration. My guests on the panel were Jeff Castillo, Malcolm Newsom, and David Holstein. Jeff Castillo serves as the Executive Vice President of the Americas for Medela. Malcolm Newsom is not only a children's book author, he is also an expert in the cybersecurity industry. And David Holstein is the Chief Revenue Officer over at Neogol. We spoke about their experience about how they create friendly workplace environments in their jobs and also how they do this at home, too, by supporting their family and spouses. We even touch upon some difficult topics that any parent does not want to go through when we talk to David and Malcolm about losing a child. The conversation that all four of us have is definitely a must-listen. In this podcast, we talk about how men and dads can be advocates to create a family-friendly workplace. Plus, they share their experience and how they balance family, work, and life. Make sure you check out this very special episode of the Art of Fatherhood podcast over at my website, wherever you listen to podcasts. What's going on, everybody? Art Eddie here for another edition of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. I'm very happy to have this lady on. Of course, you might know her from her music career, but we're going to be talking about her brand new book, Rosie Frost and the Falcon Queen. It's none other than Jerry Holloway Horner. Thanks for taking the time to chat with me. How you doing? Hello, it's such a pleasure to be here. So nice. Congratulations on your book. We're going to talk about that in a second. But I like bringing fine folks like yourself to talk about their parenting journey. So for you, talk about some of the values you're looking to instill into your kids as they're growing up. Let me see. And I don't think, you know, there is such thing as being a perfect parent. I think I'm learning as I go. Every time I think I've cracked it, then they change and I'm suddenly like, oh, Um so what do I try and install? I think one of the things is confidence, inner confidence. I think that's the greatest armor and weapon one can have in the world that we have no power over, really, of what happens. Do you know what I mean? In you know people, places, and things, you know, or the weather. But if we have you know sort of good self worth, I think that's that's a good tool to have, you know, to be true to yourself. Um, that's why I would say that's first and foremost. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. Confidence and just self-worth. And, you know, especially yeah. for me, that raids that um, is definitely a thing that my wife and I try and teach our daughters because um, you see the different things that they might get uh, stereotyped as or whatever because they're women. So being true to yourself and, you know, self-confidence and self-worth is, is perfect. I love it. Let's kind of flip the script. What is something that your kids have taught you either about yourself or about life that maybe you didn't know was there, but it, it that's, came so, out that's a fantastic question. What have they taught me? I think before they came along, I didn't realize how selfish I was. You know, that that is one thing I didn't realize until I became an active parent. And I didn't know that I could love someone more than myself. Right. And then here was another one that I learned. Just you wait till they get their exam results. Because I have a 17 year old and a six year old and a 10 year old. Right. But when my daughter got her exam results and she opened that paper, watching her face you know with her achievements gave me so much fulfillment and suddenly I thought oh my god I feel more proud of you than I do myself 
you know and I didn't know that was I I, I really was conscious of it that that was something yeah I mean there's many things but that was a first start of it I love that answer. And again, it just shows like how much you're into being a mom where it's like you want your child and your children to have more success than you do. And to see that them because it's tough because you 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 need them to go through some tough times. You want to be like there for them all the time. But if you don't let them kind of fail sometimes and they're not going to be resilient. They're not gonna learn. It's hard because yeah. you want to sort of do that <laughs> a little bit. But I think you're you, I mean, you're about to go into this that. I think when they're sort of around the seven, how old your oldest is Lily? 15. 15. Okay. So I think when they get to around 17, which it's like almost toddler adults. So when they're little, you're going like, they're learning to walk and you're sort of letting them do it, but you're trying to like protect them falling over. You're sort of hovering just in case. And then it happens again when they're 17, you're sort of like, oh, you're going out into the world. I want to help you and I want to protect you, but you've got to find. So I think that's quite tricky. Garrett, you're spot on right now because certain milestones like going into high school or going this or doing that, like yeah. it would kind of like phase my wife. But I'm like, oh, it's fine. I'm teaching my daughter how to drive and that's scaring me. Oh my God. Okay. So, uh, okay. So when do they get their license in America? Is it 16? Yeah, 16. Yeah. Okay. That's another thing. I mean, that takes a patience of a saint. My husband is, t- his, is teaching my daughter. Well, he's perfect for the job though, right? <laughs> yeah. You know who my husband is. Yeah, perfect. But I wouldn't do it because I think I'd be too stressy and she'd pick up on my vibe. But I was like, oh my God, you're amazing to go next, you know, to teach her to drive. Um, But watching your child go out on the road, you're just like, oh my God, oh my God. (laughs) I'm not like super, you can have to. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. One one more question about uh, motherhood and then we'll go into your book. Is there a mom hack or a piece of advice you'd offer to new parents? Listen to this. God, advice is like, I, all I can say is my experience that I think, you know, it actually it's probably a rule from that book is that united we stand, divided we fall. I, you know, I think it takes a village to raise a child that I lean on my friends or family to help me because I don't know all the answers. I think that's fair because otherwise it's, you know, you've got to have broad shoulders. <laughs> no doubt yeah great answer though yeah it definitely takes that old proverb it takes a you know village series a child so I, I agree with you on that yeah um, like i said congrats on uh rosie frost and the falcon queen this is a book that combines like adventure mystery this is a book that like i love having my kids read because there's a lot of great values there's a lot of great themes in there and like you were saying almost like self-worth like i feel like rosie is trying to find her self-worth going through hardships doesn't know her dad spoiler alert it's kind of people kind of know it in the in the in the summary of the book she becomes an orphan and all that so there's, there's a lot on her plate but it's really cool to see you you do a lot of things not only your musician uh actress and all that mom uh, all that good stuff but like now you're getting into writing i know you've written books before but with this genre what was the inspiration and like what kind of like inspired you to write this book okay so m- may i say that maybe you it's your real name edward well, my last name is Eddie. My first name is Art. Art. Okay. it's yeah. very good. Okay. So you've, you've evolved. Okay. So you've taken agency in your own life. You've created your own ship that you used to work for someone. And I think when you write, you get to, you get to be in charge. And I've always loved the power of word. So when, before, when I was in the band, before then I was studying English literature and theater. Right. So I've always loved, I'm no Mariah Carey. Right. 
I did, I like the writing bit, the creating bit. And, and so it's always a tool that I felt very comfortable with. And, but then the other thing is I love characters that you can get in, inspired from. And yeah. um, for example, when my mother was out at work and we didn't have a lot of money, I used to watch a lot of American television, right? But like Rocky, Rocky said to me, you're allowed to go for your dreams. And it doesn't matter who you are, you, could, you don't be afraid to try, right? That's America, okay? The same with, I think it was uh, the A-team. They taught me that same dream, awesome. right? <laughs> so I don't think I would be as successful as I am if it wasn't for America, right? So those values in me, I'm you know, still the quirky British, your British first cousin, okay? <laughs> now, so then I was thinking, okay, I see, I think the world needs a new hero, a brand new hero that's ordinary, you know, that doesn't have a superpower, that's vulnerable and 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 finds a courage they never knew they had. So I started developing this character also. So not being an alpha girl, you know, sometimes we just don't have the answers, but also the friends around her, the boys that if you can see, you can be, they're strong, but they cry. Yeah, so And the boys, you know, the boys cry, the girls can save the boys. It's sort of very, it's modern, but and full of heart, but a big adventure. And I always think you can hide your vegetables in chocolate. So it's fast pacing, you know, it spiritually lifts you up. But then also if you just want a page turner, so you you don't realize you're getting a spiritual nourishment at the same time, that's the kind of things that I like. And then, you know, there's a dripped in a little bit of history, you know, a bit of drama, conservation, which is really important. So it's got those themes in there if you want it. But fundamentally, it's about having finding your power, no matter what age you are. So, you know, your daughters, you know, Lily and Jordan, I hope they connect with it. But then I hope you do, too. So you can apply those four rules. That's for me. If you can empower others, it's like pulling each other over the wall. So let me just say, Jerry, like. I respected your work before and I, now during this interview, the fact that you're like like watching Rocky and A-Team, oh, be still my heart. That's amazing. And and also too, you probably know this, obviously Sylvester Stallone wrote that and when he shopped it out, they were like, yeah, but we're going to have somebody else play. He's like, no, I exactly want to do that. this. Right? Exactly that. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> exactly that. That was my inspiration. That story is exactly that. He was sleeping in the back of a car, right? And so can you imagine, you you think it'd be so tempted to take the, the first offer, but that's somewhere he found that courage within himself to go, no, I'm, I want to do, I want to play this part. I'm, I believe in me. And, so, you know, thank God he did. And he's not the sort of conventional, you know, Cary Grant looking actor. Should I mean, and I, I love characters that when you're in your own lane, we can all feel like the fish out of water. It yeah. doesn't matter who you are. And so when we have stories and characters like that to go, go for it. Love it. I like that. Um, so when you're writing this book, you're writing different characters and all that, you kind of, you know, the way you said, like, you know, especially with your background in schooling and all that as, as you know, a writer. So I'm guessing, you know, how to kind of look at people's personalities and, and intertwine them in the books, but does Rosie or any other characters kind of have a little bit of influence of you or your kids in the book? Yeah, definitely. You can't help it. They always say what write about what you know, right? Yeah. So like my dad died when I was young and I was like, and it made me quite, I didn't know, I was quite embarrassed of my feelings and I didn't know how to pro- process it. I was quite, I was quite young at the time. 
And so I put that theme just subtly in there, like that. So Rosie, she loses her mother, and and so that sort of influence. But then there's you know other influences like that sort of that people I know and my bit of myself in some of the characters. You're like Charlie. You remind me. <laughs> I don't. Is that okay? I hope you're not. Yep. There's two boy yep. for, for everyone at home, like watching this. There's two boy characters. One's Jackson. One's Charlie. And they're the two boys that you think for different reasons you might find attractive. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, Jackson's sort of like that, you know, very boy band, gorgeous. Um, you know, he's quoting Oscar Wilde and he's just like, he looks like he's out from a, you know, from a commercial. And then Charlie, Charlie is just a good guy, strong. And you want, you want him to be your best friend. But he is, un what I love about Charlie, he's, people he, underestimate him at first. Yeah, and this book really is about finding the courage you never knew you had in, for every walk of life. So I'm proud of the characters in there. They become like your mates, your friends. It's really cool. And another thing that I think you've kind of stepped up in the in the in the just not even like the kids version or kids genre of books, but just in books in general is obviously with your music career, you added two uh, two songs to this book, and people yeah. and I love and I love this too. Like people buy the book and they can scan and get you know download the music, which I think is fantastic. I love that the two songs are different. Um, one's called Beautiful Life and the other one's called Ghosts in Room. I like them both, but Ghosts in Room has like that, like I'm listening to it and right off the bat, it had like that 80s, 90s video game, 8-bit vibe to it. And I just loved it. And it was like, while I'm like, there are certain times where I'm, you know, reading the book, I'm like, I can hear the songs echoing and all that. So I love that. So talk a little bit about like, when did you decide like, all right, I'm going to start putting these songs in, into the book to go along with the book. For me, I, I've always liked, songwriting and and I always I want to sort of create a whole world whatever makes you feel part of something is another communication and so I thought wouldn't wouldn't that be wonderful if you had the song with you and it's part of our club our army together and so I thought well what about if you just had it in the back of the book why not it's my gift to you and um and the two songs one is funny ghost in the house it's called and it's quite crunchy as you say it's quite and it's it's quite like it, it's quite punchy i would say and it's for this moment where she, um rosie gets locked in this falcon queen gallery by this mean girl right and she comes face to face with the ghost queen of Anne Boleyn, and it's sort of it's like what, and it's sort, of, but it's quite fun at the same time. It's quite punchy and fun. Whereas "Beautiful Life," I would say it's the grown-up song. <laughs> I don't know about you in your life, Art, where you've like you have fallen down a few times, you know, and maybe you've turned that poop to fertilizer, and suddenly you're it's liberation. You're like, Do you know what? I'm all right. I've been through the back. I'm sure in your life, you've been through that and that and that, and you're still standing and it's okay. And beautiful life is about that. Maybe you're better than you think you are. You know, you've, and again, so, self-worth, right? The, the, the yeah, totally, totally that gratitude. And, and that sometimes when, and this story is about sometimes when you go through challenges, you find out two things, one who your friends are. And the second is what you're made of. Awesome. And that's sort of the theme of what a beautiful life is. Love it. A couple more questions before we finish off with the father quick five. So for you, this might be a, a weird question because again, I've not written songs. I've written a book, but I've never written. Like, really? What's your book called? Uh, it's called The Life of Dad. And it's just kind of like through the podcast, 
uh, my co-author, John Finkel and I put a book together, pretty much all my interviews of podcasts. And it's kind of like a, Hey, you're going to, it's almost like, if you're going to become a dad, check out this, this book as a, as a wisdom. That's so amazing that you're doing this because it sort of liberates other dads because there's no handbook. And to be a modern dad, a modern man, I think it's actually really hard for men of this generation, like to find that, you know, because the pendulum's swinging in that direction, to find that balance, to let the pendulum tick in the middle, you know, to find that sense of self when there's so many messaging now, I think not easy. It's not but I, easy. But I think women, and you can obviously attest this, I think you've been, you, the w- women have been battling that for years, right? Like if you have a career, like, don't you want to care about your kids, all these other things. So like, yeah. I know I'm preaching the choir with that. Um, but for you with writing songs and writing a book, is it different? Like, I, I know it's different. Like, cause when you're writing an album, obviously there's like, there's a theme to it and you're kind of telling a story, not like writing a book story, but like how similar and how different is when you're writing a book as opposed to writing like songs for an album. Okay. So I think a song is more like perfume, like it's distilled message one, that's it. And you know, you've got one minute until you get to that chorus, you've got to grab them because otherwise that's it. Um, you know, and sometimes it takes, you know, a day to write, sometimes longer, What that's what it is. And there's, I always think the best ones are the honest, if you can put, that's a similarity. I think the best thing words is when there's a messaging connection, when it's honest, I quite like that. Yeah. But I would say, and maybe this was my inexperience, but, um, writing a novel because I've done short stories before for younger but doing this was the hardest thing I've ever done because the discipline oh my god of writing a long story of what happens here and there make sure all the connect the dots and you know character arc I it was like a baptism of fire for me yeah. so but then it also it, it took longer as well it took a lot longer. And then once you hand it into the publisher, then you get all these people saying, oh, you can't say that because of this. You can't say that because of this, because of, and I had no idea. Like you can't say the word crazy, right? You can't, and I sort of thought, okay, this is the, the time that we live in. So let's respect that. But it was quite, I, it was a learning curve for me. Do you know what my, I've my, I just got off the phone to my daughter and she said, oh, you're out there with your other child. She sees the way I've treated Rosie Frost is like my other child. That's <laughs> the only way I can see it. She's like, I was like, oh, sorry. But my husband read the book, which for me, like, do you know, what, I can say this to you, right? And it's really hard to impress your family. The first thing he said, and he was going, I'll wait till it's published. You know, because he was like, you're always wandering off to go for hours in the shed to go and write this, right? And the first thing he said, and he doesn't read, he went, oh, it's much better than I thought it was going to be. I was like, oh, right. And then, and then he went, actually, it's really good. And he said, I couldn't stop turning the pages to find out what happened next. And I was like, then I was like, okay, that was the best compliment. I, I again, I had similar things as my wife is like my toughest critic, which I appreciate yeah, because I know I can trust her feedback and all that. Whatever my, she was like, it's like similar saying like, Oh, it's a lot different, a lot better than I thought I was going to be. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> okay, thank you for thinking. I think it's like, it's hard to be a prophet in your own back work, backyard, isn't it, they say? Yeah. <laughs> so good. I, I love the way you look at life and the way you put your thoughts into some awesome, like just phrases and, and ideologies. I love it. Two more questions before uh, the quick five. Now, 
with all the things that you've been saying, this is almost hard for me to ask. And you're now you're just going on this tour to celebrate this book. Yeah. And we live in a microwave society where everything, you know, needs to be churned out again and again. But yeah. with this book, are we going to see more from her? Yeah, see- definitely. I've already finished. I've just handed in, actually, I handed in about a few weeks ago, the first draft of the second one. Nice. Literally today, I got a text of her, my my editor, and she says, I've just handed it back. So I haven't seen the notes. Uh, that's quite scary. But there's going to be three. There's going to be three. So awesome. That's fantastic. And it, get, and it gets a little bit darker. Well, well as you can I, tell, I, I'm a big like Star Wars fan. So okay, if the okay. second one's going to be dark, there you go. <laughs> well, Empire Strikes Back is the best. Yeah. I love that. Can I just say, actually, I do refer a little bit to those three because you know that um it was a book at the same time mm-hmm. as a movie and you know that trilogy to me is the perfect and that sort of darkness that we all have to face and I think it's really important that characters you know there's darkness within us you know in every little bit of good there's a little bit of bad a little bit of you know a little bit of good and a little bit of bad I sort of try to create I don't know if you got to Hemlock the the deputy head like yeah. And which I says, I loved writing the sort of, I don't like saying evil, but not so. mm. And like those characters that you think, oh my God, it could be all of us. Also too, just with the the book too. I love the map that's in there because it's just great because you, while you're going through the book, you can almost like vision, like the different scenes or where they're at. So thank you for doing that. That was a really good insight for that. Matt, last question for the father, quick five. I got to say, growing up, loved your music, especially Say You'll Be There. I love that song. Oh, nice. That's my daughter's. Now, I think the Spice Girls takes a little bit different take to me now with raising daughters and having girl power and being an advocate for, like you said, being true to yourself. I know you probably get this all the time, but thank That's you for that we like. Thank you for having that mentality, even back then, where before maybe wasn't like, girl power and all this stuff, but you guys were, you know, bringing that to the table, which I appreciate now as a dad. Talk about the impact that, that, you know, your band, the Spice Girls had just then and also now today. I think for me, I always, if I, if God gave me one gift, like I'm not the best at anything, but I can always sort of put my finger to the wind and feel like what's out there. And I always think, and it's almost like in any creative medium, it's like a voice for the voiceless. It's almost emulating what's already there. And so all I, how I interpret it is what the world is feeling. And so whether it's, you know, at the time, it was like, okay, I I heard the word girl power. Someone else said it. And I went, that's really good. And then it was almost just capturing something that was already there in the zeitgeist, right? And then even now, you you know, how many years later, there's progress, it's brilliant. You know, but we're not perfect. And 500 years ago, you know, it wasn't it wasn't easy. You know, so we have pro. There is progress, but now I just think actually, the real courage is being vulnerable. Vulnerable to say how it is, particularly for for women and particularly men. You know, yeah. that both. I think that's really that takes a lot of courage. And girl power, if you want to say feminism, that means equality for both sexes or or for all or everyone rather. For yeah. all of us together and I think that takes real confidence in ourselves you know for the pendulum to tick in the middle and we were like you know what we're all just equal yeah if you, if you look at it you fundamentally th- want yeah I mean if you, if you actually sit back and look at it 
there's enough room for all of us here and everybody should be treated equal. So just wanted to say the impact, especially, you know, it's just great to see what you guys started and other people, you know, in the industry as well, but it's just really cool. So thank you very oh, much. My absolute pleasure. So nice. Well, thank you, America. <laughs> America, you gave me Rocky. <laughs> and, me the and the A-team. And the A-team, right? exactly. <laughs> that is so awesome. together. <laughs> I love it. Now we're gonna finish off with the father quick five favorite family movie. Do you guys have one? Oh, I think Toy Story Three is genius. Nice. You know when they're all going to burn on that on that uh, that belt conveyor belt into the inferno, and then they all hold hands and they look at each other. I was like, oh my god! And it was like because they saved someone beforehand. The person they saved before saved them. And then the humor in it too. That, yeah. that is, I think it's perfect. Toy Story 3. <laughs> While that's happening, I'm like, are they going to do this? <laughs> like, are they going to do this? Like, what's going on? Yeah. But it worked out in the end. Um, favorite family song, or is there a band that you couldn't wait to introduce your kids to, or vice versa? And they're at the age where they're probably sharing music. So you can, I know it's kind of a loaded question. I throw it different ways, but either favorite family song right now, or. Do you know what? Do you know what my, my six year old son is listening to? Smoke on the Water by Deep Purple. I know, right? He just <laughs> I don't know how he got it. That, that is our go-to. That's we, awesome. We box, that. And we also, um, what was the other one? We, uh, it's, they're sort of like older songs that he listens to and he really loves. A rolling, you know, that. Uh, oh, on the River? Yes. yes. We, that. we all do that together. That's quite fun. Greetings, <laughs> Clearwater Revival. Love it. Nice. Yes, that, there you go. <laughs> Love it. Describe the perfect family vacation. Where would it be? Um, I actually like, for me, British seaside, Devon, or somewhere like that. And it's very, um, the weather can be questionable, but it is beautiful. Um, I kind of like quite simple, actually. Like nice. a bucket and spade, and yeah, nice, very cool. Oh. First yeah. emotion you felt when you heard your like the very first time you heard a song, your song on the radio was what was the emotion? Yeah, yeah, I think it was elation and pride because I've always loved music, so yeah, pride and like that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. And lastly, top three words you hope your kids would use to describe you as a mom, what would you want them to be? That she was present, encouraging, and loving. Great three words right there. Jerry, thank you so much for the time. People make sure you go to rosiefrostbooks.com, pick up the book, support Jerry. And also you can follow her on uh, Instagram. Like Instagram is the best place to go, right? Yeah, yes, absolutely. And that's uh, Jerry uh, Holloway uh, Horner. But again, thank you, you so much for the time. Thank you. You've been lovely. <laughs> Congratulations to you, Art. Thank you. I, I wish you Wish you best of luck. Maybe one day I'll get to meet your lovely daughters. Thank yeah, they they would dig it. My wife would dig it too. But again, thanks. Oh, so yeah. What's time. your wife's name? Jessica. Hello, Jessica. <laughs> Thank you very much. And I wish you and your family continued success oh. with this book. Thank you so much. And to you. Bye. I want to thank March of Dimes and Medela for sponsoring this week's Art of Fatherhood podcast. They do fantastic work looking to create a great balance between work and family life. Make sure you follow them 
on their website and social media accounts to stay informed about everything that they're doing to help out communities all over the world. Also, when you're online, please rate, subscribe, and review to the Art of Fatherhood podcast. I greatly appreciate it. And also check out artoffatherhood.net. Not only is the podcast there as well, but you can check out the weekly columns like Collector of the Week, the Dad's Doing It Right column. I share my thoughts and views on fatherhood. And sometimes my family contributes to my website as well. Thanks again for checking out this week's episode of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and go to artoffatherhood.net.